Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. I just adopted a new best friend, and I'm looking for a Toyota so we can make the most out of summer. With a new RAV4, you can take your pup for a drive up the coast. You can take a Prius to the park. Or you can take a Tundra to kayak at a remote lake. One problem, Jan. Oh? My new best friend's a cat. Your summer starts here, but it all ends June 3rd. Toyota, let's go places. Dealer inventory may vary, so you're participating Toyota dealer for details. Visit your front-range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley and Blaze Hunter. Before we jump in, we do need to get our DraftKings pick of the week in. Right now, it seems like the best bet in Colorado might be betting on an Avalanche player to get injured every single night. Not a fun bet. We'll get into that in a little bit. AJ, Blaze you got Kansas City or Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl? <laughs> AJ, why don't you I don't now? I don't care, dude. <laughs> Probably Kansas City. Oh, yeah, going with the new guard. I think I'm going to go Kansas City by a lot as well. All right. There's your pick. Kansas City, minus 162 on the money line, minus 117, given three points. It's probably a good bet. I wouldn't yeah. bet against Patrick Mahomes, that's for sure. I'm uh, a big fan. We've already got spicy shit going on in the chat, so let's let's just get on with this. Yeah. All right. We've got, we've, got, we've got Gabe Landeskog as a legit bad NHL player happening. So Yeah, yeah. I mean thing here. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. Be sure to check them out. Use code DNVR to let them know who sent you. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. Colorado only. Gambling problem. Code one 800 Okay, let's jump in. First of all, the Avs get three out of four points on a back-to-back. On the road, no less. As far as the actual result here, at least AJ and I, I don't think are worried at all. Are you, are you? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not um, like long term. I'm not worried. <laughs> I mean, look, that was a bad game, and we still came away with a point. So uh, that's the positive I can take away from that. For sure. I, that's not to say the Avs played well or anything, but <laughs> I thought the Avs were. I thought they they were okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, the goaltending was a little shaky back there. There was a lot of uh, just crap going on in front of the net. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there's a different universe of this game where it's it's four nothing abs in the first period and they cruise to a victory, but they missed a couple of finishing opportunities. Obviously didn't work out great. Um we'll continue breaking it down, but let's let's just get to Nathan McKinnon. I mean, we're not going to have anything to say on it. Because we don't know what happens. I've went back through. I looked at his last shift. There's nothing noticeable. He's skating just fine. And then he just doesn't show up in the third period. I I hope Evan hops on this show in 20 minutes and has something to tell us, but I know better. Nope. It's already it already happened. Yeah. Um, it was already. I haven't talked to the trainer. I mean, we all knew that was coming, but... Yeah. Let, how not breaking down into how long McKinnon might be gone or anything like that. How survivable is the immediate future for the Avs without McKinnon? Let's just start there. 
and realistically, like, let's be honest, you can get by. You can, the, the, it's a good enough team that they can still be competitive here. You know, I mean, look at, look at, look at the team that they're playing the next two games. Yeah. They're playing a team that doesn't have a legit top six caliber center. And they are what, six and four on the season now. So if you're a good defensive team, you get decent goaltending and you have a couple of electric players on the wing, you can survive. The Avs can survive, especially in the division that they're in. They get uh, their upcoming schedule. They have uh, two against Minnesota, and then I think they op- I, I think they open their season series against Arizona after that. Yeah, I mean, oh, look at no, the- they have two against St. Louis and then Arizona. So the St. Louis games, if McKinnon's out for those, that's a concern. But like, you can you can you can be competitive. It really just kind of depends. How serious it is. If he misses two months, you're in real trouble. Like, you're in real trouble. Um, If this is he's going to miss two weeks, you just hang on tight for two weeks and just hope for the best. Yeah, I mean, if it's a short stint, right, that second line is buzzing right now. Saad looks awesome. He's hot. So, I mean, hopefully. For the record, I think that's probably why uh, Comfer started the period next to Landis Gog uh, and and Rantanen is because that second line has been going so strong that it's like, don't mess with this. Now we really need this to work. Uh, So throw comfort between these guys and let's just see what the hell happens. And then eventually it did switch. But that second line going is really important now. It's really important. Very important. I mean, that secondary scarring is huge. What did you guys think of Joe's tonight? He was Tyson Jost. I, <laughs> people ask us about Jost every single night, and the answer every single night is he's still Tyson Jost, where yeah. he'll do some really good things, but the production just never comes. Guess what? I, the process was good. The underlying results are good. All of that is is fine. He broke even. He was a little bit on the positive side in a night where some abs struggled to be, but he's a he's a bottom six. He's a bottom six guy at this point. Like, and at this point, you can't even make the argument that he's more than just a fourth liner. Yeah, I mean, I thought he played defensively well. Um, I thought there was a chance there to score. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it looked like the puck jumped over his stick and then they went the other way and almost scored on the other side of the ice as well. You know, we had a three-on-two. I mean, not being able to convert is the story of the night for the Evs in a lot of ways. But it's – I mean – this is a tough situation from from the hop of the game. We find out 10 minutes before puck drop, oh, it's it's not pattern that it's in. They're not moving anyone to LTIR. They're just going to run 11 forwards and 6D with Jacob McDonald in the lineup. Once McKinnon goes out, they spend the whole third period with 10 forwards. <laughs> I mean, I had to be clear, I understand why they did it that way. They're trying to manage their cap as much as they physically can, but it's still tough. You're asking 10 forwards to go out there at their sixth period of hockey in 24 hours. <laughs> I don't envy them. We'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, short bench, two nights in a row. That's not fun at all. Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, I'm curious what happened with the salary cap today. Even even understanding the system that I do, I don't totally know what we don't really know what moves are actually getting made until well after they've been made. Yep. Because the taxi squad literally changes every single day. And we get no announcements of it until five hours after they happen. Um so I honestly I don't even really know what happened with the cap today and how how they ended up not like how they ended up non-compliant. Uh, I know that putting some guys on some IR would have helped, but you put a guy on IR, you're committing to that guy not being in in your lineup for at least a week. Um, so, if they if they weren't comfortable doing that, they have to think that these are short-term injuries and, and that and they were like it's the second night of a back-to-back. Let's just yolo mode this and just try and get through today. <laughs> If they end up, if they, if, if Johnson and Taves and these guys end up missing five games, then what happened today was absolutely idiotic. Yeah, right. It, and gross incompetence from from the front office. If uh, 
my assumption, and, and to be clear, this is an assumption and not news, but Taves is going to be waiting for them back in Colorado. If he's going to miss 14 days, there's no reason not to put him on IR. It, it, I, I expect to see Taves soon based on the decisions they made tonight. Maybe it ends up being EJ, but under the assumption that he has a concussion, that's never something you can really plan a timeline around. Yeah. So it's just a weird spot right now. I, yeah. Not, not having an answer. Um, officially, I think the only guys that have been put on IR at the moment are Calvert and Francis. So um, I, yep. I have no idea and, what, and it's, what, what's going on elsewhere. And part of us not having any idea is we have no idea what the injury status is of anyone on the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah. And we have, in some cases we have, okay, we know it's a lower body. You can, you can see with Taves, obviously he got hit in the foot with a puck. So we understand what's going on. But as far as what injuries are, guys are just day to day on this team until they aren't anymore. So it's just total darkness on that front when it comes to the avalanche in in this season so far. Um, we can talk about some more positive stuff in a little bit as well. We also have Evan Rao coming on. But first, we do need to take our first period break with Breckenridge Brewery. Games like this probably make you want to drink. So I highly recommend you go get some. You can find eight different types on tap down at the DNVR bar or use the Breck Beer Locator online to find yourself some Breckenridge Brew near you. We also have Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee that has really changed lives. Maybe Taves needs some of that. Helps with joint pain. So if you got hit in the ankle or something, I don't know. Help him out a little bit. Give it a try today. It's great stuff. StravaCraftCoffee.com. Use code DNVR20 to get 20% off your purchase. All right. Evan, already ready to go. You can tell it was a pretty short uh, pretty short presser tonight. Let's go ahead and bring him on to tell us what we already know in that Jared Bednar has not talked to the trainer yet. <laughs> How'd you guess? <laughs> <laughs> did, is there any significant takeaways from the presser tonight, Evan? I mean... Um, well, the one thing... He did say he got asked about the injuries and he said he has not heard anything on tape. So he's taking that as no news is good news and that he's just, they're going to know more tomorrow and that hopefully he's fine. Um, Belmar is actually feeling better, but he's probably not going to be good to go within this week or so. But uh, yeah, Landy and Miska were pissed off. Like that was, they were very short with their answers and just not happy. I think they all feel like, they were really bad tonight, so they should be. Bad. <laughs> well, yeah, but basically, the, what they said is, you know, we we're missing people, but we're still good enough. Like we have enough depth to beat that team. Like this is not a problem. Like no. we yeah. should have beat that team. Well, so, they'll yeah. have a chance in two days and four days. Yeah, because we're just not going to stop seeing this stupid team. <laughs> so, let's talk about at least a little bit of good news before we dive down the rabbit hole of Gabe Landeskog, because I know the chat wants to do that. We will <laughs> have a look at Blaze's shirt, go buy one of those and then say you were repping it before Kale McCarr wins the Norris trophy because that dude murdered the Minnesota wild tonight. It's almost single-handedly. He, he'd mohawk the jock off that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Greenway still looking for that jock for sure. Is, I, is this, I mean, obviously it's McCarr's first goal of the season. Everybody's been saying how do he is for a while, but AJ, you've been following the advanced statistics and McCarr is doing some special stuff right now. Yeah. Uh, I went through two years of game by game data of the last two Norris Trophy winners, uh, just to just to kind of compare what um, what Makar was doing and his the stretch that he's on right now is more impressive than what those guys have done. Uh, the highs, the minutes aren't there. He's not playing as much. Um, the, they were the there highs, tonight. <laughs> the the highs haven't quite been there. Like sure. 
Um, but the the shot suppression is the biggest is has been the biggest surprise. It's the biggest takeaway that I did not I did not realize um, that he was just he's on the ice and there's just nothing happening against them. Ryan, you can find a shirt like that one or many other Avalanche shirts over at the DNVR Locker dot com uh there's that one there's the three-headed monster shirt plenty of others as well um Makar, i i do wonder a little bit if Makar didn't start ot because he played so many minutes tonight um we did see last year in a handful of games he kind of ran out of gas when he really started getting up into those bigger minutes but i, I mean it is what it is i, I thought well, it was a weird call to start gerard given out of the the big three that you would play he had been the worst Tonight. Yeah, I thought that was odd. I mean, don't have the brass cojones to put Byram out there to start OT, I guess. I think uh, they cut Byram's minutes the last 10 minutes, it looked like. I mean, after that second penalty, I think yeah. Bednar was pretty but, dumb. Bednar was not happy with a lot of the defense tonight. I have a feeling if, if this team was healthy, Graves would be in the press box again. That's just my feeling. I, but they can't do they literally cannot do that right now. Graves turnover before the second goal is pretty egregious. That was that was men's league stuff. It's like you're trying to make a move on a guy when you're not moving. Like <laughs> that doesn't work. You can't do that. And his the thing is, his the forwards were dead. They wanted to get off the ice. All he had to do was just like chip it up to him to tip it in. And I don't I don't know if he's just overthinking it because that's not what he did last year. Yeah. It, I, we talked about it earlier in the season. You know, maybe it has a little bit to do with him struggling to mesh with a new D partner as he really has not gotten that much time with Kale. But you're, when your partner is Sam Gerrard and your option is to walk into a check in the neutral zone, it's, come on, you need we the abs need more than that. It's just it's plain and simple on that front. Um, on the forward side, uh, the the same names kind of remain. JT Comfer continues to struggle. The Gabe Landis conversation, it's a bit of a weird one right now because on any given night he'll do a lot of solid things, but then he'll go out and do something like take a penalty 200 feet from his own net. And then he was just struggling with the puck tonight. Yeah. So many turnovers, so many bad decisions. Uh, even like on the power play, their last, that last power play that they had, they get into the zone, puck goes to him, bounces away. They clear it down the ice. And it was just like dude, every, it was just one of those nights, man, that, he just, he just, just wasn't very good. He has these nights occasionally. Yeah. It just, it, it seems like when he has a bad game, it's like really bad. And did tonight he, it was really bad. <laughs> did he have an they assist tonight? It just doesn't happen that often. Like he, he did have an assist. Yeah, he he yeah. made a nice play on the first goal. Oh but, yeah. Uh, yeah, and he, he did draw a penalty. But other than that, it was. I don't know what he's doing on that overtime goal. <laughs> I. Yeah, I I had no issue with Kadri out there. Yeah, uh, to start overtime, that's your best faceoff guy. He should be out there. Like even if McKinnon is healthy, do exactly what Carolina did tonight, which is they put Jordan Stahl out there. He wins the faceoff and he immediately gets off the ice. <laughs> Kadri's their best faceoff guy. That's exactly what they should be doing. Get it. It's your best chance to get possession of the puck in that faceoff. It just is. I- and then the rest yeah. of that, though, Landy had been really bad. It should have been Miko, and then it should have been it should have been Makar on the back end. I mean, it just should have been. I don't disagree, but I mean, I don't think that's why they lost. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, Kadri loses the face off. The Evs never touched the puck, and and Miska gets beat five hole. Like, yeah, I I I don't think. Yeah, he gets beat five hole. If, if you have an NHL caliber goaltender make a pretty basic save, that game continues on. Yep. I I have no idea of Miska. I really didn't have, like, I didn't hate Miska's night or anything. I wasn't like, oh, my God, this guy's terrible. But it's obvious that he's he's just in over his head. And yeah. that that last goal, I – It was soft. It's an, it's an open look, and it still isn't a quality goal. Yeah. It's still – it's not a great shot. It, it just – it was just ugly. I don't get it. 
every shot is an adventure right yeah. now with him. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like I've, I, I don't, I haven't watched him with the Eagles. I don't know what it's he's like, like up there, but that's what it's, it's like, man. He's the, an athletic adventure. The, the puck hits him, and then it's just like it just appears like a foot away from him laying on the ice. And it's like, what? How did that happen? And then he's just flopping all over the place. In the second period where it's just laying in front of him and you just want to scream at him to grab it because it's like right in front of him. And it's just, it's just all out mayhem. I mean, that that. that play happened like five times tonight where the puck is just sitting like two feet in front of him and he can't find it or fish it out. And he got away with it like three or four times. And one time it cost him. Yeah. I'm yeah. I hate to harp on this, but this is exactly what we talked about at the start of the year. When when 15 decent goaltenders, like third option for goaltenders, went on waivers in a 48-hour span, they just they didn't do anything about it. They rolled the dice, and then Francois got hurt before they could ever get their actual tandem up and going. And they've been lucky that that one group hour has been great and that Two, they've only had the two back-to-backs. Now, Misko's lost both of those games. Yep. It, and, I mean, if, if even if you don't have very high expectations for them, like, they they lost they lost a very winnable game. I and mean, we talk about Colorado's injuries, but that Minnesota lineup, half of that lineup was AHL players tonight. And that's not like a... Ah, Minnesota's terrible, Dig. It's a they had a lot of guys that they had a lot of important guys that they were missing too, and the abs didn't take advantage of that. And part of that is having a just having a goaltender in net that's just not I don't I don't he was fine in the LA game. I didn't have any problems. Uh but this is you just you're just giving a you gave a point away tonight because in part because he's just not very good. And because you you tried to get cute. You tried to th- cut cut the third goaltender corner, and then Francois got hurt right away. And it, it's one of those things where, look, on the whole, is Miska the reason they lost this game? No, I don't think so. Even if he did, you probably put the overtime goal on him. The other ones, you know, maybe he could have done something, but. The problem with having a goaltender in over his head behind your defense is it magnifies the errors by a ton. When you see a Ryan Graves turnover, when you see the Avs get beat up the ice, when McCarr goes in for a pinch and Landis Gog turns the puck over immediately and it's a fast break the other way, it just punishes the Avs so hard in, in a way that when, when Grubauer's back there, the Avs aren't, aren't worried about that mistake nearly as much. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure you guys already talked about this cap thing, but like it doesn't, I'm not a salary cap person, but how, I mean, Frankie's at this point, we got to be approaching. I don't know. Why why is he not on this? He's been out for 14 days anyway. He's he's on IR. So it's, it's fine. Yeah. And, and the reason, as far as I've investigated, the reason that they don't want to put anyone in and use that LTIR cap space is because that means they stop getting the daily cap increases. Right. And I mean, does, does 10 K a day really crush the abs if they don't get that for a few days? I don't know, but I mean, they've been playing these little games every off day because they're up against it. So the, the reality of them like they they want to continue to get away with this, and it's it's fine. I like it I, <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't have any I don't have any real issues here. I did want to ask. Well, let's let's go to uh, uh, coach's corner with Blaze over here. <laughs> You're coaching the Avs tonight. We'll keep it brief because. We don't like to hate on the refs too much on this podcast, but <laughs> what are you yelling at the referees when Minnesota is just allowed to slide on the ice and run into oh. as players and it not be trips? Like, oh, well, you saw Bednar come down and start talking to the refs, yeah. right? like trying to get some type of explanation going on. I mean, because like when you're looking at that, you're like, hey, 
both teams are guilty out here of things going on. Like, why are you only calling it one way right now? Obviously, that slide was awful. I mean, that's a straight-up trip with nothing on it. Yep. So, I mean, it, that's brutal. Well, it happens in the final two minutes. Uh, even if they don't score, they start overtime in the four-on-three. Yeah. And it's just totally – it's just it's just different. So. Yeah, that was uh, – and then the other part, too, is like, did you see Prezi tackle Miska? Yeah. I, think, I, I know Bo had taken the penalty there, but at the same time, like – that's goalie interference all day long as well. Oh, like Miska's like a solid foot in front of his crease. <laughs> and is laying on top of him, and he's like, he's got his hands up. Like, he's like, I swear, officer, it wasn't me tackling this man. He's like, what is this, a citizen's arrest? What the hell is happening here? Yeah, it's just a typical game where you don't know what a penalty is. Like that Kadri coming down the wing and Sutter – wrapped him up and nothing's called. It's like, I don't, I don't know what gets called. Twice. Ryan Not, Sutter and then he, does, then he, they dragged him down and it was like, what the f- <laughs> Nobody gets more leniency from the refs than Ryan Suter is what I found. Like he gets away with so much interference. Just he has over the years. It just is what it is. Um, he must be yeah. a super nice guy to the refs. Yeah. Well, he's always on the ice. So he's just talking to him all the time. So <laughs> yeah. I, they, not, the, not, the to, sec- not to say that the officiating really played a major role. Yeah, and the Cavs 100% found their way to lose this game, for sure. Yeah. First power play unit has struggled the last four or five periods. It's been the second unit that's getting all their chances. Yeah, it, it really has been as of late. Um, it's, I mean, uh, let's look at the positives then, because we've been in a negative hole for a minute here. We talked about Makar, Brandon Saad continues to roll where where else are you digging to find positives tonight logan o'connor i mean he looks great he he really has stepped right back in the way he did in the playoffs and you know i'm (laughs) it's it must be telling that they dropped sherwood down and not him i don't know what you know cap ramifications that had but he he looks great no, no argument. The NHLer of the two, you, I think you go with Logan O'Connor, and I mean, we'll see what happens now with McKinnon potentially out. But what do you guys think of McDonald? I, it seemed like I only noticed him because he just shot the puck every time it came yeah. to him, and he shot it like fifteen feet wide. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had no opinion whatsoever. Yeah, I saw his jersey there. out there once. Yeah, McCarr looked good. He was plus two out there tonight. I mean, Lacar yeah. dominated, and yeah. which is why I just don't understand. How do you, like, was, what was he? What was he tired at the end of regulation? Like, what the hell? Why, well, he is, said, why is Gerard on the ice at the start of overtime? I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't even think he knew because he was sitting on the boards, like ready to go. And then all of a sudden, like at the end of it, you saw him climb over the boards, and I was like, you know, Gerard I mean, jumps over. Why not run? Why not run both? Run Kadri sure. face off 2D. Like, that would have been fun. That's what they did the other game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from the start of this game, though, it, it was scary, right? Like, if you guys watched, like, the passing was off. Like, yeah. there was just a lot of crap going on that just wasn't going our way. Like, we just – we couldn't connect at all throughout all three periods. Did Yeah. The, and the times where they did connect, the Burakovsky – legitimately completely fans on a tap in goal. Oh there was yeah, there was two of those, right? Uh McKinnon got robbed. McKinnon got straight up robbed on a puck that he kind of double clutched. If he just gets the shot off, it's in the net. Uh Gerard misses misses a redirect tap in off of a great pass from Burakovsky. And then late in the game, Logan O'Connor misses a basically open net as well. Yeah, the, <laughs> two of those go in and the Avs cruise to a victory. Yeah. Like, yeah. they didn't though. They didn't. <laughs> they, didn't. And they got themselves into one of these gritty games, and it's, you know, when they lost McKinnon, it was like, okay, we've got to. They they have to they had to hunker down, and I thought when when they lost McKinnon, getting a point was a victory. Before before that, I would have felt iffy about getting the about about uh, what happened. Like, had McKinnon played the entire third period and then they lost in overtime, 
I'd feel a lot worse about the outcome. But losing McKinnon, I mean, that's the engine. Yeah, I, of your whole team. If you if you don't watch this game and you say the Avs get one point out of it, and it's three out of four on the back to back, you take it every time. But the reality is, the Avs had a lead with 13 minutes left in this hockey game, and they lost. And yeah, not having McKinnon definitely doesn't help, but you got to close. So we can take our second period break on that note as we are sponsored by Green Mountain Dental Group. Just 15 minutes from downtown Denver over in Lakewood. When you sign up for a cleaning x-ray and exam, they'll hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush. Jump on it. A bunch of us have gone there from DNVR and it's been a great experience every single time. They're super helpful and will remind you of when you have upcoming dates with them and all of that. And the electric toothbrush is super nice as well. All right. So, third period of this DNVR Avalanche podcast. Mixed emotions about this game, right? Because if the Avs turn around, they get a little bit healthier at home against Minnesota. They get another win. You can throw this game out. But if they end up struggling through the rest of this series, whether it be because McKinnon's out or whatever, starts to feel worse and worse, depending on how the next couple of games go. So what I, I, I don't even know what to ask because I want us <laughs> to ask you guys what adjustments need to be made, but we can't answer that question without knowing what the abs can do. Well, and not knowing what the roster looks like. Yeah. You know, cause it, if they don't have Nathan McKinnon, they don't have Devon Taves in two days, then your approach is really different. If they have both of those guys, you roll out there and you have every reason in the world to smoke that dude, to smoke Minnesota. Yep. Like, you just have the talent to do it. On paper, no doubt about it. Uh, and we, <laughs> let's be real, even. With simply Nathan McKinnon in the lineup, who, by the way, had an assist tonight. Did he have two? Uh, yeah, he had, he had two, two assists in yeah. this game before he got hurt. Like, Nathan McKinnon did his part in the two periods that he played. The Avs are capable of blowing this team out pretty easily, as we saw a couple nights ago. Last it, night? <laughs> yeah, it's back-to-back. Back. Yeah. It's almost midnight. I don't know. I'm used to these podcasts being quite late. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, nine, o'clock, nine o'clock is early for us. Yeah, this is like weirdly early. Minnesota's not going to have Fiala on Tuesday. They're not going to have Dumba. They're, they're still going to be the same poor team that they iced tonight. It's just a matter of the Avs just have to execute a lot better. Yeah. I, I, do you guys think that the second game of a back-to-back hurts the Avs more than it hurts Minnesota because we saw the Avs come out in the first period and they were just outskating Minnesota pretty handily. Um, no, I don't think it hurts them. Okay. Um, I think that Minnesota just found some legs, found yeah. legs and yeah. I mean, more. that's, we talk about this a lot, but that's another NHL team on the ice. No doubt. The, yeah. the outcomes aren't solely dictated by whatever the Avs do or don't do. There's another group of guys getting paid to play the game on the other side. And the Avs are a very tonight, young team. Tonight, tonight they, they did the work. Yeah, it hurts a little bit when you can't even ice a full team to start the game on the back of back. But beyond that, the Avs, talent-wise, I mean, this game could have very easily been over in the first period. It should have been 3 nothing at some point. So, it just wasn't, and that's how hockey goes sometimes. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll answer this question because everyone always talks about it, but do the Avs have soft players? Not talking <laughs> crap. Does this team just get injured a lot? It's... Alright, AJ sure. broke this down on Twitter, but... Go tell Nathan McKinney soft. Like, look at the... Look at the injuries that have happened to this team. Belmar gets his knee exploded by another dude's knee. Yeah, goes knee on knee. Taves blocking a shot, not something that soft players do, just takes a puck to an ankle. 
Calvert and he played with the rest him. of the game. Yeah, and he, he finished the game. You know what happens Cal- though? There is you take your skate off and, and it, it just swells to death. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and Calvert dealing with concussions from being hit in the head too many times. EJ pretty clearly gotten concussed off of bouncing his head off of the ice. Like, and and even even the other injuries, Francois and McKinnon. We have no idea yeah, what we happened. Don't even then. know. I mean, uh, Rudo, I imagine you did the same thing, but I went back through the entire second period and was yep. like, "There is nothing of note that happened to McKinnon." He doesn't. He doesn't take any awkward hits. Um, he doesn't react to anything. Nothing. It's it's almost like in that injury that he got in the LA game last year, where it was it was a it was nothing. Yep. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm not. Bruto's just sitting at his computer screen. Enhance. <laughs> Enhance. Dude, I'm, I'm, at a, I'm at a loss about it because, like, you go back and you look at the injuries. You know, Dockway had the concussion problems last year when, yep. when Lindgren ran in. And then that popped – it popped back up again in, in the postseason. Yep. Uh, and and at the in that last Rangers game that Brendan Lemieux got suspended for. Yep, for, um, for blindsiding him. Yeah, and so he had that last year. And then – you know, Landy misses game seven last year because McCarr skate cuts him. Freak thing. On a, on a, yeah. And then, you know, Grubauer, a total non-contact injury, sidelines him for the entire postseason. Francois ended up having to have surgery on his hip because of whatever had happened to him. I just, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, you know, they- Colin, Colin, you go back to Colin Wilson last year who, was in the middle of practice, felt something was wrong, got off the ice, and is now retired. Yep. Because his hip never responded properly to surgery. I just I I have no idea what the abs or the training staff can do differently. Going but you know, Rantanen's injury last year in in St. Louis when he toe picked and hurt himself. Like what is this what is the training staff supposed to do differently? Yeah, there? Like the training staff can't can't go play the hockey games for these guys. Like I just I just, I'm just not sure where. And and let's not pretend like the Avs are a unique team in this this season. We've seen in these past two games, Matt Dumba. There's a good chance has something very wrong with one of his legs. And we saw Eric Sinek take a puck to the face and have to go to the quiet room for the rest of this game. So it's, that one was brutal. <laughs> From his own teammate too. Yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> not pretty, but this. There was an expected increase in injury this season, particularly early in the season, given the time off, given the immediate start to things. So I don't think it's that surprising. The one thing I will say, just to be a devil's advocate, is this goalie thing. Because now we're going back, you know, Varley got hurt a lot here. And obviously he had injury troubles in Washington too, but now he's in New York and he doesn't get hurt. Um, but it's also a position. I'm not a goalie. If I reach, if I reach too far, I hurt myself because I'm old and I don't stretch. And goalies, like when Grubauer did the the splits last night, I was it physically hurt me to watch that. <laughs> so I I would just assume that because they're doing that to their bodies, that stuff's going to happen. But that's really the only thing. The other stuff is just, I mean, you people get hurt playing hockey. It happens. Like, yeah, you can't really do anything about it. It's not like these guys are pulling their groin. Well, I guess we don't know about Mac, but you know, it's not like these guys are pulling their groins in practice or on off days or doing training or something like that. Yeah. It yeah, it, it's that impossible. Kind of, that was kind of the conversation that I had on Twitter about about this whole thing was if they were pulling groins, if it was hamstring injuries, if it was more soft tissue injuries that were happening on a regular basis. I think you could have that. I think it would be a way more legitimate conversation, but it's yeah. just not those types of things. Yeah. That, the one, obviously, not the guy you want going out, but assuming this whole – I can't do math, so I don't understand the salary cap stuff, but I would have to assume they lost the center. They, they're they down two centers now. You have to see Shane Bowers now, right? Like, if you can fill out this lineup. Yeah, I mean, if, if – if, if Mac is out, yeah, Mac the, actually is hurt and like yeah. misses the next game. It's it, kind of a shame. Probably. If you're not gonna play Saint Shane Bowers at that point, you're never gonna play him, right? So, yeah. It, it, 
that that's I'm assuming this will not be a change, but I people were clamoring for it in multiple locations. Is there any world where Adam Werner gets a chance with the squad, given that we have no idea how Francis is, is going to be out for? I think after that performance, the answer should be yes. They might they might give Miska one more role next week against St. Louis in the back-to-back, but if he doesn't have a significantly better outing, um, it's got to be a short leaf. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I almost want to say it, it doesn't even matter. Like, <laughs> whoever they throw in, it's just... Werner had the one miraculous game last year, and then the next game he got lit up. It's just like, you know, every shot was a was terrifying tonight, and I would imagine that's kind of the same if Werner was in there. You're just hoping that you can get a win out of these games, and that's the unfortunate part of it all is that they could have gotten maybe a better op- a better option than what they have right now. Okay. Let's move into our final thoughts here. Uh, the good news... The Avs are still tied at the top of the division. They are pretty darn comfortable when it comes to this division. McKinnon or not, this team should should make the playoffs. And with McKinnon, they're competing for the top of the division. When the top of the division is starting a little bit to separate. Yep. You Already. A, a, a pretty clear divider. Vegas, even with not having played due to COVID, Mm-hmm. At eleven points, and at in fourth, and then Los Angeles at eight in fifth. Mm-hmm. Ducks, Arizona, San Jose, just kind of trundling down. the The gap is starting to open up, and Colorado has put themselves on the correct side of it. Yeah, and if you're going to be missing Nathan McKinnon for an extended period of time, you're probably not talking about winning the division anymore. Yeah. Um, at that point, you're saying we'll make the pl- we'll make the playoffs and we'll be the team nobody wants to play. Because if he, assuming he comes back in time, if he doesn't, then it's like, oh, <laughs> you know, Colorado becomes a lot more intriguing to play against if there's no Nathan McKinnon. But we have no idea the extent. The guy could be back in two days. So yeah, this is a. Uh... Tune in to tomorrow's <laughs> podcast to hear us talk about how we still have no news on Nathan McKinnon. <laughs> yeah, which, I bet tomorrow's probably a day off. I would assume. Yeah. Uh, traveling back to back, it will. They won't be on the ice tomorrow. And then you can tune in Tuesday's post game show, and we still <laughs> won't know anything about Nathan McKinnon <laughs> at that point. I mean, morning skate on to on Tuesday. We better get some some sort of a. <clears throat> I mean, we'll probably get. He's day to day. What do you guys want from me? Does he acts like he tries to play totally innocent and be like, oh, "What am I supposed to tell you?" Let's just hope he's on the ice and plays on Tuesday. Yeah, we've got two more games against the Wild here, right? Whatever the Avs tried to do tonight, if McKinnon and no one else is good to go on Tuesday, they have to use LTIR at that point. There's no choice anymore. It looks so. like we, yeah, it looks like we don't play well against Subway. It's just not good for us. Didn't eat fresh <laughs> enough. Darn. Those jerseys really are ugly as shit. They're, they're nasty. They're not good. <laughs> I, it's not even the right franchise. That's what bothers me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, this is... like I. So I watched the Minnesota broadcast, and all game long they were... This is so amazing. We've waited so long for this. And it's like... That's Dallas's history. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're gonna commit to that, then go to the league in Dallas and be like, "Hey, give us permission to actually wear the North Stars logo." Well, like, it would, be, it would be like if if the Avs like rolled out and were like, "Colorado Rockies history." <laughs> like, that's the Devils' history. Yep. This is just weird and awkward for everybody involved. Stop. What was with like? You could hear it on TV. Like AJ went to that first Avs game where the crowd noise was just too loud, but like you could hear the crowd noise, like just humming through the game when nothing was happening. I was like, it was what is bad. That? What? Yeah. Why is this happening? It was bad. It's the state of hockey. <laughs> I think. I think it's still just an adjustment for all of these arenas that are trying to figure out how they want to handle it. I don't. Yeah. I. I'm surprised that piping in fake noise is still the the response. I don't think there's anything wrong with it being a quiet arena. I 
I think the television product is legitimately better if they have none. The yeah. on ice sounds are significantly more interesting to the game. Yeah, it's cool, and you can hear the guys communicating. I mean, you're gonna hear a few uh, f bomb drops and things of that nature, but you know, yeah. it's 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 awesome to just listen to how they're talking to each other out there. It's like one of the things you miss. Yep, exactly. And and like, don't get me wrong, I also miss the entire arena going absolutely bananas when Kale McCarr destroys a human being, but <laughs> take advantage of the situation you're in a little bit. Do something different. The funny thing about that goal is that Greenway didn't even like, he recovered relatively quickly, but he, it didn't even matter because McCarr was just gone. That's how quick yeah. he is. Yeah. And Greenway's a good defensive forward, too. Yeah. He's just not dusted. McCarr's just sturdy. It's not and, fair. And that he shot. Yeah. The one oh. that got me was the penalty he drew in the third period where he p- picked off the pass, skated in, got hooked, and then he's just like stick handling in between everybody. While yeah. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. He's on. He was on another level tonight. He He frustrated me in that first period when he passed it to Landy instead of shot it on the – right before Minnesota came back and scored. Mm-hmm. But then beyond that, he was just a monster. Yeah. His, you want all of us watch his skating ability every single night. And it, it still doesn't cease to just blow you away when he does something. It's that, it's that type of special. So, yeah, it's a thing that it just jumps off the ice. It's just different. Oh, yep. Mohawk Makar tonight. you see that shot of him with like both of his legs straight up pointed different directions i i i used to be flexible not anymore that's hard to do (laughs) yeah (laughs) the only only other guy in the nhl that you see uh who skates like that on a like regular basis is Sidney crosby he does he does that stuff all the time oh yeah duck weight used to be big into that i remember back in the day that was the Doug Waite thing. But now it's, yeah, it's Crosby and McCarr, and it's just, it's, yeah, it hurts my hips to watch. So, I guess uh, the play is, when we know, you'll know, when it comes to the Avs injuries. And we probably won't know. <laughs> well, yeah, we probably won't know until Tuesday morning. Uh, while, yeah. There are things to be frustrated with in this game. Ultimately, you got to be fine with where the abs sit right now. Yeah, this is like the exact opposite tone of podcast from the one we had 24 hours ago. <laughs> yeah, um, but they 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 pulled three of four points on the road, and uh, they're they're one point away from guaranteeing breaking even in this series, no matter what. Um, it's it's really hard to feel. Results-wise, it's hard to feel too bad about anything. Um, obviously, the McKinnon injury hangs over everything else because all these other guys, like I know, I know that they're stacking up, but like Calvert and Belmar and even even EJ Franco's, like you can you can replace these guys. You're, like, if we're being honest about it, they've lost two fourth line players, a bottom pairing defenseman, and their backup goaltender. And right. then Taves hurts a little bit. The yeah. Taves, the Taves injury is in between McKinnon and the other guys. It hurts, yeah. but it's not. Oh my god, we can't survive without this guy. Right. Um, exactly. That's a meaningful loss, but it it sounds like it's it's we're leaning towards that not being that that bad. So uh, I'm. It's just the McKinnon injury. Like, as we've seen, the fourth line lost Belmar and Calvert and immediately got better. Yeah. The, the last two games have been the best two from the fourth line of the season. So I, I really hope Taves is back Tuesday. Otherwise, Bednar, even giving us the slightest hint of what he knows, is never going to happen again. Like, if he's actually out long term after he says, ah, no news is probably good news, <laughs> then we're never going to get. He's just going to be like, yeah, these guys are out. I have no other words to say. Yeah, it is what it is. We just need the gambling world to change the NHL's code of yeah. Need gambling laws to put in place so they can get their lines correct, so that we can just get some accurate information about what the hell is going on. I mean, if it's a foot thing, right? Like if it's a bone, 
like if something broke, he's going on IR, right? Like this. Yeah, is, well, and they would know that. It's been yeah. like what three days. Yeah, there's there's yeah. no way they don't know what's wrong with him at this point. Right. Like, yeah, like they would know what's wrong with Devontae's if something was broken. If it's like a bone bruise and it's like ah, oh, or it's like a sprain of some kind, and it's one of those. It's truly day to day where you wake up and you're like, well, it feels a little bit better, but if you gave me another day, it would be a lot better. And you go from there. You know, you test right. it out and do different things. Okay, fine. All right. I think we've uh, we've talked this one out for the most part. Yeah, we still have to figure out something to talk about tomorrow afternoon. So, yeah, we can talk about the NWHL or something. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Either way, we appreciate all y'all hanging out with us, talking it out tonight. Chat, check out a little feisty, but it wasn't too crazy. You guys weren't you guys weren't popping off too bad, but you know, be good. Yeah, to after the Gabe uh, Landeskog is a bad NHL player, things, <laughs> things chilled out quite a bit. <laughs> That's because that was me. That's because I joined. I can't ch- t- chat anymore. Yeah. Well, and then, and then, yeah, Rudo's, Rudo's burner was in here, or it was Rudo's mom was in here. <laughs> was trying she, to make the, she trying to make was. the case that Rudo needs to go solo. Oh no! That was just your boys. That was, that was the birthday boy, Zach Talbot. Is he groupie? He's, he's all our groupies. You need he to was... ditch those losers. <laughs> Justin Timberlake. Yeah. What he doesn't know is I was solo until I joined DNVR. <laughs> yeah, like where where was he? Where were you, Zach Talbot? When was, was a one man show. <laughs> so anyway. Appreciate all y'all guys. Avs can't win them all. They're still in a fine position, assuming Nathan McKinnon isn't completely broken. So keep your diamond hands for Nathan McKinnon. Hold until a thousand. Uh, we're out of here. We'll be back Monday with something. I don't That's know. Tomorrow, one p.m. <laughs> be there or be square. I guess we'll talk to all y'all guys later. Hey, like and subscribe to the video if you're still here.